0: a
1: podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is MANA. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of MANA, a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys uh, that you're going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves to be extraordinary But it's their humble, holy way of living. That's exactly what makes them extra to me. And I'm very excited for you to meet them. Now, even though uh, I'm going to use a few more in this introduction, I could really introduce today's guest with just four words. And those four words are, What do you need? Now, I tried to say those four words with equal inflection. Uh, and uh, and, the, and the reason I'm going to use more than just those four words is to illustrate how today's guest embodies each of those four words brilliantly depending on which word you choose to emphasize. So, for example, what do you need, okay, is a nod to our guest's amazing range of gifts that he brings to the people and the situations uh, that he meets. So, in fact, the first time I met him, Uh, Years ago, he was entertaining a full sanctuary filled with little kids, including my own, uh, starring, if you will, in a daily vacation Bible school skit. That was the highlight of the week. Uh, Our girls still talk about it, and likely, ironically, overshadowed what the girls should have been learning about Jesus. (laughs) This is the only (laughs) thing they remember about VBS. Um, so, So that's the what that was needed at that particular moment, but he's also just as likely to be, del- to be delivering other what's related to a myriad of parish events and endeavors and including logistical and technical setup and hosting and staffing and creating content and, and, and so it, just, it, it goes on and on. Okay, so that's one. Now, what do you need speaks to our guest's unflinching can-do attitude. He's so positive. This guy is like, he's very much a, a glass half full guy, always starting from a position of do and not don't. Okay. Now, what do you need speaks to his almost superhero, superheroic ability to make a connection with you, okay, or any other you from across the most crowd. The most crowded room, whether just through a simple kind of knowing glance from afar or more than likely with the effort that he makes to come across that crowded room to make sure that you know that he knows that you are there. Okay, And then finally, what do you need reflects what our guest reflects most. The knowledge, the belief, the faith that really, at the end of the day, all we really need, no matter what the question or the situation is, is God. Uh, he, is, uh, he is an engineer by trade, but really he's a multifaceted business leader. And most importantly, uh, he's had the very good sense and the very good Holy Spirit to surround himself with a home full of women as a <laughs> devoted husband and father of three. So let's get into it here with this uh, bit of a Swiss Army knife of goodness. Welcome today's mana man, Mr. Jim Martin. Hey Jim. Hey Jeff. <laughs> so do you do you remember uh, VBS there back in the Jimmy oh, yeah. the Jimmy yeah. days? Yeah, Jimmy,
0: that was that was quite the experience, that, and that did have an impact, I think, on a lot of the
1: kids. Tons. Are they still the girls still <laughs> talk about it. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I heard about one story of uh, the Richelsons, we're uh-huh. le- leaving, and one of the boys had seen me getting into my car, and he said, "Mom, Mom, Jimmy can drive." <laughs> I mean, I had a mustache
1: uh, at that time. What what ten year old kid has a mustache? <laughs> I I don't know. Hey, you're, you you that's the testament to your your acting. You're, you 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 just lost yourself in the character. It was perfect, yeah. uh, and and really that is that it's a great. It's one, but it's one of. Just many examples of just how active you are, uh, and and that's just that's just that's just the, at the parish level. But I kind of wanted to start there. Have you have you always been that guy? I mean, or or or, or like, did you grow up um, always? connected and active in the church beyond just the daily the daily mass. Yeah. Well, I, I think it, growing up as a
0: family we were we were a Sunday Mass course. Yeah. You know, and, and back in those days we went to Knights of Columbus events, you know, picnics and that. Uh, but we weren't we weren't part of any other kind of a group until I got out of college or my my version of secondary education. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went on net, I was part of one of the net teams oh, okay. back back in the day, as we
1: say, yeah, yeah, and so did that kind of unlock like another gear for you as 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 a young adult?
0: yeah, I'd say so. I was involved with youth youth ministry up before then, volunteering okay. independently as as a young adult and working with the youth ministry at St Joseph's parish in new hope okay. uh George Barrett, and we so and so, yeah, that that I think uh, unlocked a, a passion for reaching out to to do evangelization. Yeah, really, yeah. I think, and in this particular case, it was with the young people. Yeah, across the country.
1: If you think about how you grew up, like I think a lot of us did, in you know around the church with you know great family that kind of kept us. Kind of on the straight and narrow, and and now as an adult, and we'll talk about it here a little bit more. You know, you're such a great example of really when you talk about evangelizing. I mean, you you lead by example. You're getting people into the boat. I mean, you're just you're just the consummate, um, just leader uh, in in the faith. Are are you surprised uh, that you are operating at such a level of you know? kind of zeal uh, or, or do you feel like your childhood and the influences that you had were sort of preparing you for this eventual?
0: Perhaps. I yeah. mean,
1: when, when you talk like that, kind of, who is he talking about?
0: I mean, <laughs> it's seriously, you. because it's you. I think a lot of it, it was by trial and error, Okay, you know, and I grew up in a household. I had, you talked about my three daughters. I had four sisters and no brothers. Oh, wow. So I grew up with my head down, um, <laughs> Keeping out of the way, and and my dad was very much the doer. Okay, you know if there he came from a family of fourteen, and if there was something happened in the family, he'd be the one that got called, like funerals and stuff. Earl, okay. what do we do? And so he would, you know, he was the one that would do, would do that. And I think maybe that's where I got it. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a check writing guy. If the furnace was broke, we'd go down with our little toolbox, and he'd fix it. Yeah, kind of a thing. So. And and I <clears throat> I enjoy it, you know. And, and it's not uh, it's not a foreign thing. I mean, I don't like to necessarily to be the one in charge all the time. But that seems like the way it it is. Like the Cana dinner, you yeah. know, for weeks and weeks they they ask for for someone to chair this thing, and I said no. Laura and I were talking. I said no. Let somebody else do it. You know, let somebody give someone else an opportunity. And then finally, we just said. I said, okay, I'll do it. If you do it with me, we can do it
1: as a couple. Yeah. So that was that's yeah, good. That's neat. When you think back, um, again, let's kind of stay on your childhood here for a little bit. So your dad, obviously, a big influence. Who are some yeah. other guys that you remember being influential? Um, well, um,
0: uh, Mike Jonkus. Oh yeah. At, at that time, he was a, he was a brother, and he wow. he was the the liturgy director at 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 uh, Saint Joseph. Wow, and he was one of those guys where you could say there's something more going on there than just the music and and that he had something else. He had
1: that spark in his life, and yeah. so that kind of that kind of encouraged me. That my gosh! And for <laughs> listeners who don't know who Michael Johncas is, just go Google Michael Johncas, and he's legend. I mean, yeah. it's amazing. He 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 guest homilies. I don't think you call guest homily, yeah. He's um, retired now. Yeah, he's retired, so yeah. he fills in every once in a while yeah. at our parish, and yeah. it's just, yeah, yeah, it's like having Bono show up. Yeah. you know, Eagles Wings. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that was that yeah. was
0: during those days when he yeah. when he penned Eagles Wings. Yeah. yeah, so, and I think that was that was it. And then I had uh, some friends from college, a like, guy named Dean Ellingson, uh, who teaches at at uh, Holy Name yeah. now. He and I were are friends, and we kind of got involved in, in a retreat program called SEARCH. It was an interdenominational retreat program where it's similar to TAC and to Cresil, where you attend the weekend as a candidate and then you would work the weekend, if you will, as a mm. table leader or kitchen person or prayer chapel yeah. person. And so we, we kind of grew Grew up in our faith that way. Dean was more of a leader in his faith. He was more grounded in his faith. Protestant mm-hmm.
1: fella, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, so. exactly. What, what? Uh, so you talk about being, you know, always, you know, sort of coincidentally or not so coincidentally, finding yourself in these leadership positions where mm-hmm. all of a sudden, hey, I didn't mean to chair this, but all of a sudden, I am. Did you, and obviously that's part of a, a, a charism that you've been blessed with. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we're all called you know, to do whatever we've been gifted to do. Do you remember, was there a time in your life where that became more evident to you? Maybe when you were doing the net ministry or, or you know, kind of coming into your own as a young adult where you realized that, okay, you know, and not from a from a standpoint of, you know, bragging or any sort mm-hmm. of vanity or ego, but just where you recognize it. You know, I actually, I can kind of, with the, with the Holy Spirit, I can kind of do this and I like doing it. I'm getting energy from it. And were you recognize sort of the, the gifts that you'd been given?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think uh, it could be, I would say that it happens kind of on a, on a volunteer. Someone volunteers you yeah. <laughs> for it, right? I mean, right. Um, uh, VBS happened because three women prayed me out of a job. And so I was available. Thanks so much. Yeah, um, exactly. And it, were, it was great. But um, a lot of times if you're in a group and you, you have a natural... There's a natural leadership shows up in the group, or people look to a person. You know, when we were in the Holy Land and we got divided up into small groups, and some father said, "Who's going to lead your group?" and my brother-in-law said, "Jim is." <laughs> it's like okay, you know, <laughs> I can count to six, I yeah. can do this. Yeah, but yeah, I, I I guess kind of without thinking, I don't know kind of a natural thing, mm-hmm. like you say, like like you said, is a charism, I guess, and
1: and mm-hmm. people look to you for it, and you yeah. don't want to let them down that way. Yeah, for sure. Thing. You mentioned your wife, and, and you guys have both been so active and and such great examples of, you know, even though this podcast is about men, men of faith, how men can support each other in 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 these everyday kind of ordinary ways, but many great men of faith are 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 partnered with even greater women of yeah amen to that did, did you did you when you were uh, courting and coming together was was has faith always been a part of your absolutely absolutely I met her, I met her on a retreat that um, the first time I met
0: Laura we I was the rector for the retreat that she she was attending as a candidate and then about a year and a half later I met her again in Duluth and she was doing music, and I was a table leader. Okay, and on that weekend, we kind of engaged. We talked until yeah. the wee smalls in the morning, and yeah. just had a lot of fun. And we started dating from that, and, and um, uh, church was always part, church. Quote, air quotes there right. was always part of our, our relationship. We go, I drive to St. Paul, and we go to mass together, and yeah. and that. So we were blessed that way. I mean, mm-hmm. that that's been a a deep, deep thing. That in small groups. Mm, yeah.
1: yeah yeah you you are very active in small groups tell mm-hmm. me tell me about that did that did that was that did that come after uh you know i mean very busy life raising three daughters i mean or, or has that always been a priority to make sure that you've got that time yeah. with groups also I'll, always been a priority okay. when
0: we were first married even before we were married we were part
1: of a small group structure
0: at the church we were going to we we're part of community of christ the redeemer which is um what they call it a uh, uh, well, it was a charismatic uh, movement, okay. uh, wasn't a parish though. Um, and in that structure, we had small groups. So we had ours happened to be newly married couples, and then when we'd get together, we'd get together as couples, but then divide mm. um, men and women and have typically the same topic, but addressed differently because I think men hear differently than women or don't hear, don't hear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so that was, uh, that was the first experience and that, that was extremely important for us just because it helped us to modulate our, our relationship. Um, uh, what Catholic Christian relationship is compared to what the world says a relationship should be, Mm -hmm. you know, Sunshine and rainbows and unicorns—I <laughs> think not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, so that's always been. And then uh, we left. We left there and moved uh, moved out to Plymouth here. And and then we we got involved in marriage encounter. We yeah. went on a marriage encounter weekend, and they had a little bit of a small group sort of arrangement there with that was on that. And then um, at Holy Name, we'd be in we call it Christians in Search or. Uh, Usually they started out of a Lenten kind mm-hmm. of a program, right? And mm-hmm. they'd have material and you'd cover it. But a lot of times our groups would continue on. Yeah. I mean, we'd just keep getting together yeah. and, and continue with either material that was provided by the church or we'd pick a book or some sort of study. Yeah.
1: Well, and I hear about that too with, with um, uh, <coughs> men and women who have gone through uh, Cursillo mm-hmm. uh, weekends or events that they, they keep in touch with their Cursillo teams or groups for years
0: yes i mean um the crucio. the cursillo small groups are made up of people outside of the weekend that you went on in fact the prescribed methodology in crucio isn't to go on the weekend first Mm. it's the group first oh okay so if anybody's interested in having a group let me know (laughs) yeah
1: yeah. but yeah what what you know so obviously and even in just that last couple of minutes i mean so many so many sort of data points, so many examples of how you've been so involved in getting others involved. And so, and a lot of it, like we we're saying with, with our wives who, for all of us, everything's better. Everything, you know, working as a team um, to get each other to heaven just brings out the best in us guys. But let's pick on guys for a little bit. Cause you've spent a sure. lot of time leading men's groups, leading men informally, what is it about us that makes us so hard to you know first of all just engage in the first place you know mm-hmm. get get the attention and then cuz you've been doing this a long time and it's got to be at times exhausting cuz it's it seems you know very like I don't even know if it's cyclical at least at least cycles you can depend on it's it's like so intermittent and and just like you're constantly Hustling. What is it about yeah. guys that makes us so hard to keep engaged in our faith? You mean, yeah, or just yeah. paying attention? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe that's, <laughs> that's maybe all, that's the yeah. root cause that, right yeah, there. That, it's that, that, uh, across lo- the board. Yeah, that's a longer episode. Yeah, yeah. so let's yeah. let's just stay focused kind of on the faith yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, I
0: think I think um, I I don't I don't know uh, if I had that answer, we'd have a formula for yeah. for a cure, right? It'd be yeah. we'd be like that, but I think that guys are. Are less likely to share, um, especially today. We, we we are, and we were talking the other day about this with some guys in our group about how uh, men are now kind of a little bit isolated. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got uh, even before COVID, um, we we don't have Lions Clubs or you know fraternity groups yeah, that, right. that guys get together, right. and the corner bar is strongly discouraged, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but but I think that I think that. Um, because men men typically i think would share with, with other men mm-hmm. you know somebody asked me the other day who who are your 3 a.m. guys
1: that's a cool yeah. question yeah. yeah yeah
0: so who are the who are the who are the three guys that you feel comfortable calling at 3 a.m. Yeah. hey dude my house is on fire yeah. you know metaphorically or actually yeah. you know and those are the guys that bring us along in our faith or in our lives, and yeah. and if we're and if we're fortunate, if we're blessed, we have those people in our lives that are that are faithful men, and that yeah. will will say they'll call bullshit on us, yeah, yeah, and they'll say, hey, you know, you're not, you're being wrong. Your wife is right, you know, <laughs> you know, she's the angel in the group, and you're just being, yeah. you're just being yeah. a little turd. So if you have guys that are willing to do that with you, I think that goes a long way. And I was fortunate from. From as a kid to have guys mm-hmm. in my life that I still get together with today, outside of the church, outside of our church, but you know, mm-hmm. um, guys that that I've known for, I'm afraid to say,
1: you know, over fifty years. Yeah. So, do you find too that because again you've 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 crossed paths and and made relationships with with so many different kinds of of guys throughout the years mm-hmm. and the, and situations and. I feel like sometimes we are, we men feel this need to know everything about something until we can step up and step into uh, places of of uh, you know of, of speaking about it you know and sure. and so because if, oh, if I don't really know that I'm going to look dumb if I say and and I feel like we're strapped with just way too much of that ego and pride and so and so then. When it comes to faith, which is which, it's impossible mm-hmm. for us to conclusively know. I mean, that's why they call it faith. You know, I've often wondered if that's maybe the barrier. If if, if we're just so we operate with this need to master things, and because faith can't be mastered. You know, we just assume, like, you know, wait, maybe for somebody else to, right. to to either have the answer. I don't know if that's. Have you seen that at all? Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, I think I think that's a uh, that's a great point,
0: Jeff. I mean, everybody's different, first of all, mm-hmm. and so we tend to compare ourselves or could compare ourselves with other men. You know, how am I doing compared to to Jeff? How am I doing mm-hmm. compared to Jesse? But that doesn't work that way with faith. Yeah. I mean, we all have our foibles that other people don't see. You know, right. We all have. I mean, the the introduction. I was like, "Who is he talking about? <laughs> you know, who is this guy? Is there a man with a cape in the room?" No, I am just like you say. I am just a regular guy. Yeah. But, but, um, but stepping up and stepping into it a little bit. I mean, I think when you when you f- When you feel, we'll we'll use the church language, right? When you feel called, you should answer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes we don't answer right away. You know what would that mean to me if if I do answer the call? And I think that you know Matthew Matthew Kelly has a nice phrase with being the best version of yourself. And I I used to do this on the retreats when we were in when doing youth ministry is is to say. God wants you to be the person that you were designed to be.
1: Mm, mm-hmm.
0: You know, yeah. nobody's asking you to be Mother Teresa. You don't have the chops for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just be a decent person to start with, yeah. and and be honest with yourself. I mean, the key words that I use are integrity, mm-hmm. you know, honesty, you know, being a person of character. Yeah, um, and I think that goes a long way to to being to to growing your faith. Yeah. Yeah but but you, there is a love and it's it's not um i i think it's uh common or it's expected that you would want to have a certain level of trust with someone right mm-hmm. i mean that's especially with faith it's very personal
1: yeah kind yeah. of a thing but i read a great quote um years ago and shared it with with the girls uh about it, i think it was from um uh, Newman, uh, Father Newman, Bishop or Saint um, um, Henry Newman. Henry Newman. Yep. And it was about <laughs> uh, essentially. I'm going to hack this, but essentially the message was, you know, God doesn't do anything in vain. Okay, everything. You're you're mm-hmm. you're here. The, the way you're built. The your calling. Everything is intentional. There's no mistake. There's no. Ah, oh, I guess we can let that one go before we actually figured out what he's going to do. And so I think you know, the more and the sooner we can come to that understanding and trust that, okay, I'm here and I'm here for a reason. Mm -hmm. God doesn't do anything in vain. Okay. This wasn't some blooper. Uh, I think that's, can help us get to that, get faster down the the path of trust because then, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, Hey, I didn't do this on my own. Like I didn't get here on my own. So there's, something behind it right you know right and i think that
0: goes to joy hmm. you know to to kind of flesh that out a little bit is is uh no matter what path what our path looks like and i look back at my path and i go wow yeah. who'd have planned that <laughs> but but in the end it's it's how how was my joy during that how did i have a joyful spirit was i did I have gratitude, yeah. and and I think that's part of the grounding in faith. It Doesn't matter what happens to me, really. Mm-hmm. It's it's how how God's plan unfolds and and the joy that we feel in its unfolding. Yeah, I wouldn't. How many things have we done that we wouldn't have necessarily picked mm-hmm. for sure, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah, amen to that. All right. Well, hey, we are uh, we are already at the uh, the fun segment of the show, and uh, I don't, I never I don't, I think I I think I briefed you on this briefly, uh, but we ask the same three <laughs> questions to every guest, okay, uh, and uh, and then we we judge them unscrupulously. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that. Yeah, we got to call. So them. this is the fun part. Yeah, this is fun. Okay, it's fun. fabulous. It's fun for some people. Let's go. All right. So here we go. Fun <laughs> segment question number one. Number one. <clears throat> if Jesus knocked on your door tomorrow morning, okay, and just wanted to hang out with you for the whole day, yep, you've got a whole twenty-four hours with Jesus. What are you going to do with him? Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> what am I going to do with him? That's a great. Wow. I don't. Wow. I, I'm thinking about the road to Emmaus. Yeah. I, I think a long walk would be in order. Uh, perhaps, and maybe introducing them around to some of my friends, yeah. you know, kind of a thing. Get, get him connected. Go to Pegs, maybe. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, but I think it would be uh, taking the advantage of being in
1: the moment. I don't know that. Yeah, um, yeah. I think he could shadow you for just a normal day and be like, okay, this is basically everything that I was like thinking that Jim would be doing at this stage <laughs> in his life. So I think you, you keep him busy. No uh, surprises? I, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. All right, fun segment question number two. If you could go to church with another man, okay, living or dead, famous or not, any anybody, the only two rules are... You gotta go to church, and you're gonna go to church with another guy. Mm-hmm. Who are you gonna go to church with? Another guy, mm-hmm. living or dead. Yeah. Anybody? You can bring anybody to church, but it's just you and this dude going to church together. Just going to like going to mass. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, or maybe reconciliation before. You could don't...
1: you could be a full
0: meal deal? Yeah, trying you to could buy do all... time Sure. Here. <laughs> Who would I go with? Uh, I think I think I go with Murray Wolf. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, one of my groupies. Sure. Um, yeah, it, it, that's yeah. I I enjoy sharing time with them, and mm. we. I don't want to say we. It's good because we think the same, but I think we challenge each other. Yeah. I, I know he challenges me yep. to be better, and I think we would uh,
1: perhaps have something more to talk about after yeah. after after going to church. Yep. I yeah, I love that. That's great. All right, fun segment. Question number three: If you could give just one piece of advice to a younger man, okay, mm-hmm. so think about you, maybe yourself, years ago, a long time ago, uh, <laughs> <laughs> really long uh, ago. Uh, <laughs> one piece of advice about you know just living a, a confident, um, not necessarily zealous on a street corner we were joking mm-hmm. earlier you know, yep. before tape rolled about you know being on the street corner evangelizing it doesn't have to be that yeah but just living a a confident life of faith um walking with jesus and however that walk looks what would be that one piece of advice you'd give a younger man
0: um hmm. uh, would be that would be uh, in in a nutshell would be know yourself hmm. um, and that comes from um time for reflection, prayer time. Yep. Uh, that comes from time away, retreat, something I haven't been very good at lately. <laughs> and have been have been kind of desiring to yeah. go and spend a weekend away from everything, yeah. get completely unplugged. But I think that's, <clears throat> I think in knowing ourselves, I think we, we have a better sense of what we're being called to yeah. and what we're not, you know, it's, if it doesn't seem right, if we get into, uh, we might have a tendency to move away from who we really are into who, who society wants us to be or the easy. I don't know. It's yeah. like it's like getting fat. You know, we just eat and eat. We don't exercise. Yeah. But that's the good thing to do is to keep keep on exercise, keep working
1: the muscle, yeah, keep working shape, the yeah. Th- yeah. So know yourself. I love it. That's great. I love it. And Jim Martin, this has been a long time coming uh, for listeners. Uh, just so you know, Jim has been on a, a at least a two or maybe three year recruitment cycle here for Mana. So it's wow. great to finally get you uh, get you on the show. And I haven't uh, been paying much attention. Now. <laughs> <that happened. laughs> But thanks so much for, yeah. for everything you're doing and uh, the example that you're giving for all of us guys and and, and gals, but uh, especially the guys thank and uh, staying with it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: Thank yeah. you for listening to MANA. If you have any questions
1: or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com.